Dave. Hey, buddy. Do you remember the Bible? I do. Do you know how humans got started? Uh, yes. How did they start? Uh, Adam and Eve, and then they had two sons. How did they do that? But my my question's always been if they just had two sons, then somebody, one of the sons had to have sex with Eve. Well, they're not going to use this ad. No. no, okay, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah. but just in case they do, no, no, go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. Also, Kyle, did you know that when you select your, your one item at 50% off, what? guess what's what you're going to get? Oh, outside of the savings? Tell me. You're going to receive three, count them, three free adult DVDs. Mm-hmm. Plus, what is that like? The, like the whole uh, series of coach, something like that. There's some coaching involved, uh, but also a free mystery gift. Now, now, Lord knows what that could be. Ah, you never know what they got laying around over at Adam and Eve, other than a couple extra ribs, <laughs> some fig leaves. Oh, and if that wasn't enough to top it off, they're gonna throw in but the free Adam shipping. And Eve barbecue is just a rib wrapped in a fig leaf. Sucked. <laughs> Free shipping on that. 50% off, plus three adult DVDs. How much is the receiving? <laughs> plus a mystery gift, uh, plus free shift, shift, shipping. Sh- yeah, shifting. <laughs> Go to adamandeve.com and use code BOOGIE. How do you spell BOOGIE, when Kyle? check out. That's B-O-O-G-I-E at adamandeve.com. Use code BOOGIE at adamandeve.com. There's no way they'll use it. Let's do say. one more just in case. I'll record it right now. Right. Let's tell them we did this, uh-huh. and then here's here's a real... Okay. Let's do a serious one. <laughs> Go to adamandeve.com. For a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. Dave, take it from here. That's a great deal, Kyle. But that's not all. When you select your one item... Don't riff. Just do the fucking copy, Dave. God damn it. When you select your one item at 50% off... You're also going to receive three free adult DVDs, hmm. plus a free mystery gift. No, I'm in. And to top it all off, mm, guess a, what they're going to throw in? What's, uh, what are they going to throw in? Free shipping. Well, in that case, go to adamandeve.com and use code BOOGIE. How do you spell that? that? This is going to be B-O-O-G-I-E. We don't fuck around with that B-O-O-G-E-Y. Don't, mm-hmm. That's not real. Nope. That's B-O-O-G-I-E at AdamandEve.com. Use code BOOGIE at AdamandEve.com. Hey, stupid nerds. Uh, download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. I went to. I, we were at a after off road, and we're at a Mexican place, like like where some guy was moving chairs around in a restaurant, like like, like it was drag. a Dumb and Dumber bit. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like a Tig Notaro bit. Yeah, I was talking to my friend. Where we're like at somewhere, like, like where are the cameras? Yeah, like are you yeah. are you just fucking with me? Mm-hmm. Like what is happening here? Like in the opening scene of Sling Blade, the guy in the mental institution does that on purpose just to annoy Carl. A guy, a guy did that to me at a show, when I did a show in Sturgis. 
And uh, there's an old man with a shirt that just said, eat pussy. <laughs> and he was, uh, he was upset that co- a comedy show was happening, so he just dragged a folding chair around the room. Oh, man. It's <laughs> like, oh, man, I don't I didn't want to get stabbed here, but it looks like this is how it's going to go. <laughs> By a guy with no teeth with a shirt that says, eat pussy. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, I think you mean gum it. <laughs> get down there and, and fucking gum, gum to gum. Oh, boy. Get down there and root around a little bit. Gingivitis. Mm. Of the... <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> There's something there. Oh, man. Hey, I started, but on me. I didn't trick you this time. Did you didn't you? trick me? Uh, nope. You're good at that, though. <laughs> oh, tricking old Dave Stone. That's not hard to do. <laughs> Got him. What's up, buddy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's hot. Now, yeah, now I tested it. Making, I was making dumb noises in this thing. Yeah. And it seemed fine. Now it's hot. Mm, I understand. I'm going. So, all right. Listen, what did we get into? I had $14 worth of Arby's. Oh, yeah? Which was some bullshit. You didn't like it? I was. No, it's not that I didn't like the Arby's. I had two sandwiches with 14 bucks. What did they tell you last time? I'm, it's expensive. I, yeah. they're, they're proud of that shit, man. They shouldn't be. I mean, Arby's should be five bucks and under. The know? roast beef, like it tasted exactly what I like. I I knew what the beef and cheddar like. I'm like, it tasted the way I wanted it to. Uh-huh. But like, you could just see through. It's a translucent. Yeah, it's so thin. It was a John Roy? <laughs> Whatever he says, like, yeah, give me, a, give me that pile of gray swim caps. <laughs> Look at that. That's exactly right. great swim caps. Like, oh, always oh, good with the words. Oh, hey, unprofessional. Hey, watch out. Unprofesh. That's a zippy little ringtone. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Well, you know, you got to choose. You got to choose something that's not going to jar you. Mm-hmm. It never, it never works. No matter what ringtone I, I choose in the morning, I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> What's happening? I got that now. It's like one of the. Carbon monoxide detectors. I don't know if, like, I test the battery and it's fine, but it'll just let out that one beep hmm. at the worst time. Like, when you're like, oh, I think this is it. This is where I'm drifting off to sleep. Great. And then, scrap! I should probably get something like that for the van. No, no, you can just open a window. Yeah, I need to at least get yeah, a vent. Most yeah, most van dwellers. You have a carbon monoxide detector. It's, it's called a catalytic converter. That's true. It's called an exhaust system. I feel like I need to get a vent. Just don't put a hose from the exhaust into the vehicle, <laughs> and you should be okay. Most van dwellers have an aftermarket vent that they install, and I never got around to it. I feel like I'm getting brain damage from just inhaling carpet fibers and toenail dust. Oh, God. Yeah. Toenail dust. Uh-huh. Ugh, that sounds like a hard-to-get witch's brew ingredient. <laughs> like, listen, I got the bat wings, and I got the the little girl hair, but I don't even know where to get toenail dust. <sighs> well, this uh, goulash isn't going to be the same without it. Speaking of the van, I got a, I got a van story, if you want to hear it, or I can save it for later. I fired off. You started to tell me. I'm like, you got no surprise me with some stuff. Had some adventure this week. All right, I didn't like adventure. It was about uh, about three nights ago. Street justice, kinda. 
Um, I got a new spot. I gotta, I gotta rotate my spots. You know, my my yeah. my prime spot is over there by the old CJ. Yeah, yeah. By the Carl's Jr. But uh, if you park over there, if you park in the same spot too much, eventually people start to figure out what's going on. So you gotta rotate yeah, yeah. it. I get it. So I got a new spot, not far from the spot I was talking about last week with the uh, with the heroin purchase and the oh, the bridge. The yeah, the old bridge. crazy lady. So not far from there. Uh, I don't want to give my exact location because I don't. Yeah, want, uh, you don't want the you know people. But it's uh, the fans. It's near a. Uh, it's near a liquor store. All right, and there's right. there's some uh, there's there's some vagrant traffic up okay. and down this street. So the other night, it's about two in the morning, and I'm sound asleep, and I hear some yahoos. It's been hot out here lately, too. Yeah, oh, except we could set the mood. It's, it's been, been so hot, been real sweltering. Lately. So I've had to. I, I keep the windows cracked. You know, to to keep a, a little bit of uh, airflow going. Normally, I, I don't like to crack the windows because I yeah. like to keep you know everything nice and tight and yeah. and the sound, the street traffic and stuff. You don't so lose any of that toenail dust. Exactly. So I've been having to crack the windows just enough so, to where someone couldn't reach their arm in there. Pharmacy buys that for a good lot of money. So because the windows are cracked, I uh, I'm susceptible to street noise mm-hmm. and to vagrant uh, noise. So there's some yeah I hear some yahoos and I don't think much of it, and uh, and then I hear like a I hear a boom. Mm-hmm. They had thrown something at another car. Oh okay. And I didn't I still didn't think much of it. And then sure enough, about five seconds later, boom up against my van. Really. And I, I peeked out the window and it's these two. They kind of they weren't quite hipsters and they weren't quite crust punks. They look like they might have been like in bands, like dirty hipsters. Yeah. Like just, you know, maybe some guys in some punk bands. They were probably in their mid-20s. But it's like 2 in the morning. Street people? They kind of look like street people, but they were a little, just a tad too clean for homeless folks. Okay. But they're on the side of this liquor store, on the the side, uh, drinking bottles of beer. Yeah. And somebody had thrown an empty bottle and just smashed it on my van. Oh, really? So I peek out the window. Oh. And identify the suspects to make sure that uh, you know I'm not walking into something I can't handle. Yeah, yeah. And I see these two average build, average size, you know, dirty hipsters. Yeah, hollering and drinking beer. And uh, they did it again. They threw two bottles and hit the driver's side side. I don't know yeah. if it hit the window or the back window or the door. Yeah. But uh, one of the bo- later, I determined that one of the bottles smashed. And glass everywhere, and one didn't. I found another bottle just laying there mm-hmm. in, intact. So, yeah, sorry to paint this picture, and nothing but my underwear. Yeah, because uh, you know, gotta gotta go, gotta go light light clothing when it's this hot. Plus, let them know you're crazy. Yes, like let them know you're like I'm not uh, putting pants on for you. I'm gonna get this done quick. So I grabbed my uh, got a little t-ball bat, little yeah. aluminum baseball bat, but it's a small. I like the little small t-ball ones because they're they do quick. just just as much damage, but they're light and yeah. quick. No machines. So, uh, this time. I get. I position myself. I got the bat, and I, I position myself in a position to where once the door opens, I can hop out yeah, nice yeah. and swift, Surprise, yeah. not just lurch out and you know. Uh, so graceful. And the uh, the the rear the the side doors, uh, the back seat doors are automatic. So mm-hmm. you just hit this button, and they just automatically you know open yeah. up. And uh, so I just hit that button. Shoes or no shoes? No shoes. No well, shirt. I think I put some shoes. Nah. Uh, yeah, and I almost stepped on some glass. But uh, no shoes, no socks, no shirt, just my underwear. I pop the button. Boxers the, or briefs? Uh, boxer briefs. Okay. Yeah. And uh, 
the the automatic door slides open and I just hop out like in one motion. Yeah. Not not too swift, not like I'm about to rush them, but just yeah. I just hop out like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I got my baseball bat in hand, and I didn't say a fucking word. Oh, you didn't say something cool? I didn't say – I thought about saying something cool, but I thought it would be cooler to not say anything. I popped out, stood up, and I held my bat down, just kind of down like like I'm yeah. ready to rumble. And these guys looked at me like they saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't run away, but they swiftly walked away. Yeah. They didn't want, they didn't want nothing. So it's a pretty cool move, seeing me. Just hopping out with with my gut and my my t ball bat. I, I, w- I know you have to think like in in a, in a split second. Mm-hmm. I would have done shoes. It's glass. It's broken glass. You don't know, like all of a sudden like yeah, let's go, and then you're like oh ow, and you limp right away. Here's the problem: shoes were in in the drivers uh, under the steering wheel. I I take my shoes off while I'm in the driver's seat, and then climb to the back at night. I didn't have time to go up and get the shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. All right, I understand that. But yeah, just popped out, didn't say a word, but gave them a stance of like. I'm ready to rumble, you motherfuckers. Oh, I would have said something. Cool. And I thought it was I was groggy. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking in the I moment. I can think like, about it now, but yeah. in the moment. In the just... moment, I just couldn't think of anything. Well, you... So I said, at the very least, I'm going to pop out holding this bat, and that'll solve the problem. You and, like breaking stuff? And I did. like breaking yeah. stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that that would have been good. Uh, but, yeah, it served its purpose. Uh, they uh, quickly and swiftly vacated the area. Yeah. And uh, you've been back over there since. You've seen yeah, them since? no, I haven't seen them since, but I, I know what they look like now. So next time, next time I'll, I'll have a, a, a nice line for them. What was the vicinity, general area? Silver Lake. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Trying to think of what's over there. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you later the exact location. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of a lot of vagrants over there. Homeless population has gotten out of control in Los Angeles. But the nerve to just throw a beer bottle. That's at a parked a car. Yeah, that's just being a shithead. Yeah. I mean... Which I've been that shithead, and if someone chased me with a bat, I'd be like, yep, yeah, I had that coming. I remember that. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been doing something drunk, and somebody has just clearly pointed out why you're an asshole? And, mm-hmm. like, you could do a couple things. You could double down, which is just like, like, oh, yeah, which people think, that's a punk rock thing, is double down. It's like, nah, it's just being an asshole. I remember we're, like, jumping from a second floor... It's like one of these apartments that had the pool in the middle of it. Yeah. A two-story like apartment. Like the courtyard right? type yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a courtyard pool. I like this. second story, jumping into it. Then some guy comes out, like, it's three in the morning, and I'm in the pool. I'm like, you're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it is. We will go to sleep. <laughs> like, there's nothing I can do. Like, yep, yep. I mean, you know, I've definitely been drunk in public my fair share, but and not to sound self-righteous about it, but I feel like in the back of my mind, I am always have a certain, no matter how drunk I am, I try to maintain a certain level, the, the most minuscule level of consideration for those around me, you know? Mm. Like, and maybe that's just people handle their liquor differently, but honestly, I can't think of too many times where I was just, just a world-class turd in public. Yeah. Now, I'm sure, like, to my friends, I've been like, I've been the guy... I've, you've probably you have been the victim of this, you know. Say we're on the sidewalk at Jumbo's, and I pick you up over my head and throw you into Ryan Singer. I've oh, been yeah, I've that, been that guy. Yeah, we did that. But that's all in good fun. It's like oh, these are my buddies. They, 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 they know they, they know I'm an idiot. But to just be a, a drunk jackass to to the general public. Well, don't fuck with somebody's car. Exactly. You don't fuck with somebody's car. Oh. And I was oh I was wanting to get some resistance too because. I was wanting them to give me some shit because mm, nice, nice t-ball bat up against the knee. 
I feel like it would have been justified. They didn't. Well, yeah, fucking mm-hmm. with your car. Mm-hmm. They're vandals. That's not the first time that's happened, though, where somebody has done something to my van thinking that it was empty. Well, I'm saying the old van, I was like, oh, you didn't have a machete. Machete. Now, that would cast, that would well, cast a hell of a look. Well, I still have the machete. And you know what my first option Double was? Arm, like fucking my first option, Jason and I thought this would have been too much. I got a, I got a really nice high-end meat cleaver, a butcher's cleaver. I, but I thought, you know. Hypothetically, I don't had know they if I been would take someone seriously with a meat cleaver, <laughs> like I wouldn't want to fight them, but I would be like, uh, "Calm down, show business." Yeah, like in this town, yeah. I'd be like, "That's an actor." Yeah. Well, I a was bat thinking means you fight. A yeah. cleaver means you've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, and, uh, they won't like us, especially uh, with a nice one. Yeah. Although I did, uh, I, I told the story on here before about when I pulled the machete on the guy. I don't know if you told it, but yeah, those are guys fucking with machete. I can yeah. still see a machete. Yeah, pulled a machete on a guy who was trying to break into the man. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that was, you should have seen the look on his face. So anyway. Underpants again? Yeah, yeah. That was in the summer. Yeah, yeah man. So much mostly nude. Like It adds to the effect. Yeah, he was like stripped down to fight. Just like you see these prison shows, these yeah. lockup and stuff, and there's some inmate who's naked just wanting to fight everybody. No, no thanks. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. You win. It does add another level. Like, I don't understand the dudes that just take their shirt off to be tough. I never understood that. But when the pants are gone, too, that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, come on. <laughs> like, to sca- like, like somebody's going to back out of a fight because of homophobic reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, Listen, I might die, but I don't. I definitely don't want my dick touching another dick. <laughs> like that's the reason not to fight is like not because of brain damage or death, but like, look, what if our dicks touch it? I like it. What if I get a boner? What if I get a boner while I'm fighting this guy? Cleaning the erasers. Cleaning the erasers. Yeah. Did that ever make it onto anything? No. no. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite bits Clapping you've ever done. Boners together. Cleaning the erasers. For the for the backstory, butts to butts. Yeah, well, it's just, <laughs> it all stems about how like if you're like a, like a like a, 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 a cis white hetero man, like I still armchair direct or like armchair manage every situation, thinking uh-huh. it's better. And the ultimate mansplaining thing was watching gay porn. I'm like, just go butts to butts. <laughs> like that's like you use a dildo and go butts to butts. Everybody gets what they want, and then your your boners would clap together underneath. Like one of those little office toys, and I, but only that's why I said only if they're like really into it, because then the rhythm would get be that right. centrifugal force. Yeah, well, <laughs> if they're not into it and they're kind of lazy with their rhythm, they would just kind of wrap around each other like earbuds. But if they're into it and the boners would just clap together at the same time, which I deemed it a move, a, a, a sexual move, I call cleaning the erasers. Just clapping them together. How is that not on one of your specials, man? That's gold. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, it's a bit graphic. I, I've always been jealous it's a bit of you. Graphic in, of a- in the sense that you, you I would love. You know what you got to do one day, Kyle. You got to put out a B sides and rarity album. Yeah. All the stuff that never made the specials. I think that's just going to be what the next special. Is gonna be. <laughs> I don't have a lot of new material. Dave. Oh man. So yeah. What's good. your dirtiest bit? My dirtiest bit. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't do it much anymore. I used to do a bit about how uh, 
I was surprised to find out that I was a uh, a gay label. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. a bear. Oh, okay. Yeah, and about how I'm I would be honor. the. I would be the world's worst gay prostitute, and I just talk about, you know. And you even gave me a tag. Yeah, it's the glop in the bucket. The glop in the bucket. You know, uh, 35, I'll poke you in the mouth. <laughs> 45, get you a tug and plug. <laughs> and for 60, you could watch me glop in this bucket. <laughs> 60, you could watch me glop. And you gave me a tag about, uh, hey, 20 bucks, you could look inside this uh, picnic basket, Yogi. Or, hey, Yogi, for 20 bucks, you could look inside this picnic basket. But yeah, and I don't even know what glop in a bucket means. That just sounds like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just putting menu items together for the customers I don't eat here. <laughs> like making a menu for a restaurant you don't eat at. That's what you're doing right there. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, interesting week out on the streets, man. I had that. I found some tacos. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. You want to elaborate? Yeah, I just uh, I was uh, walking. I was at the uh, at the Chevron in Atwater Village, mm-hmm. not far from Bigfoot, and they got that taco truck there. Yeah, yeah. And I was walking in. That was a good taco truck. I was. I, I didn't go to the taco truck per se, but I was walking into the Chevron to to get me a, a beverage. And uh, on the trash can, uh, right outside the door, on top, not in, on yeah. top, was a tightly wrapped uh, tin foil full of uh, hot tacos. And I looked around, and uh, no one was around, and uh, and they were warm, and they were tightly wrapped, and uh, I, I I got a three pack of carne asada taco, carne asada tacos. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. And I took them back to the van. I ate them. My only worry now is that, and that like I wouldn't judge that, but I've, mm-hmm. I've eaten found food before. Oh yeah, I've all the time. Like that. something else. I do that. I leave mm-hmm. for like a, I, I think I've said it before. If you're if you're not going to finish your food and you live in a city with homeless people. I yes. can't stand that you're just like, no, nope, just go throw it out. Get it to go box and leave it out. Yes. Leave it out for somebody. It's oh, so now easy I, to do. Now I feel bad that maybe that's what somebody was doing for a homeless person. You're homeless, Dave. That's right. Okay. Okay. It's now okay. Uh-huh. You can have those. Mm-hmm. Those are for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed at your compassion. Oh, those were for somebody without a home. That's mm. true. You are. I mean, you're not. You made a choice to live in the van. Yeah, yeah. As we have to clarify mm-hmm. quite often, yeah. that when we make jokes, they've made the choice to live in the van. <laughs> he had a home. The walls they confine him. <laughs> uh, How's your week, buddy? What you been up to? Uh, not much. Oh, but that's what I was saying. My only concern about that is uh-huh. like if people are like now poisoning food like that, like they would do it with like stray dogs or something because of how much the like the homeless population and seeing like who's getting. Like what kind of retaliation people are taking? Who's retaliating? I don't know. But I, could, I could see. Well, I could see it happening. People are like, you know, murder homeless people or something like that. Yeah. And the population getting uh, like out of control in L.A. That I could just see that there's some other psycho. Yeah. Willing to put out poison food in that fashion. So. Not to pat myself on the back, but I, I made a homeless friend this week. Yeah. Uh, I gave him a pop tart and a sweatshirt. He was literally <laughs> sleeping on the sidewalk. Two feet from my van when I woke up and got out. Yeah. This poor dude was on the sidewalk, no pillow, no nothing, just no, not even sprawled out. Yeah, nothing. And uh, at first, I, I got a, I had a cooler full of uh, seltzer waters. Yeah. So I just put a seltzer water there, and he's kind of half asleep. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, buddy, you got something cold to drink?" He's like, "Oh, thanks, man." 
He's like, I'm, the, yeah. I'm so sorry, man. Do you have anything to eat? Like yeah. when a homeless guy asks you for something to eat, yeah. how often does that happen? Most of the time it's, hey, you got any change? You yeah. got any? But like, man, something. when this dude just cut to the chase and said, do you have anything to eat? It's like, ah, shit. Yeah. So I gave him a, a whole box of Pop-Tarts, raspberry, yeah. frosted raspberry. I was very excited about it. Just got them. Yeah. And, uh, and then he was so thankful. And then, he, and then he's like. Oh man, I hate to keep asking, but you got like a shirt or a blanket? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I sure do. And I, I had an old sweatshirt that I don't Good wear luck. anymore. It's 112 degrees yeah. outside. Yeah. I think what he meant was he wanted it to like, he wanted to lay down and put it over his face because the sun, mm. sun was just shining right in his face. So anyway, you know, we got to look out for each other. Well, you, you're, you're of a kind. Yeah. You're from that, good stock and a kind soul. That is ironic that you know I'm <laughs> loosely in that category, but that no, that has be, always you're being thoughtful. But that that has always been my softest spot is like homeless people, man. That's still a, another human being. Yeah, you know yeah. people who just scoff at home. Like no matter how we got there or how she got there or what's going on in their life, that's still a fellow human being who's sleeping on the damn sidewalk. There's, so show a little fucking compassion. Lance Bangs does that. Party animals, the animated thing where somebody tells a story about a party. Uh-huh. But Duncan Trussell, I just watched this this morning, maybe yesterday, did a story about how his mom passed away. I'll try to paraphrase. It was a very touching. His mom passed away from cancer. It was very hard to deal with. And he's like, I went crazy. And I lost my mind. And the whole story is about how he wound up hiring a dominatrix. And like, because that's just what his crazy mind was like. This will get your mind off of it, and it didn't work out, and it was just not good. And didn't work, but it, like the end is like, when you don't realize that anybody can go crazy, you yeah. don't know what it's going to be. So when you see somebody in the street that's just naked, jerking off with a birthday hat, like, don't laugh too hard because that person, like, whatever happened to that person, might happen to you. Too. Absolutely. And if you just and just or just circumstantial stuff where you don't have a support system in place and you just don't have the money to pay your rent. And all of a sudden, boom, yeah, now you're homeless. Mm-hmm. I remember Rachel's neighbor was like just an old lady living in the apartment for a long time, and landlord was letting her slip on the, like, not pay the rent. Her son died, OD'd in the apartment. It's letting her not pay the rent. It's like, I can't make the bills for the building. And you got to, like, kick somebody out. And then she was just living in her car in front of the building she used to live in. Mm. It's like, well, that, yeah, that's the, you don't see the transition. I think if people knew the transition, they'd be a little bit more sympathetic. Mm hmm. Yeah, man. Anyway, this is Comedy Podcast, The Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. What'd you get into this week, buddy? Oh, made food. You made food? Who's the big boy? Rachel made food. Oh, okay. I helped. Yeah? I chopped asparagus, did it too soon, supposed to grill them whole. Hmm. Asparagus makes my pee taste funny. Uh. Sorry. <laughs> that's, uh, who's, that's, uh, Atlanta comedian's joke. Karen Hilton. Yeah. Shout out to Karen. Now she has another name because she's married, but she, she used to have a joke about Susan Hilton. Yeah. She- <laughs> hey, look what you did. Uh, anyway, so what'd you make? You made asparagus? It came from, well, if you'll notice the cookbooks we have, that one of the compromises moving in here is like, all right, well, you can have your, uh, uh what's her, uh, nuts? Who's the goop lady? Who's that? Who does goop? What are you talking about? An actress. Goop. What's goop? It's like a lifestyle blog by who is it? Oh, What's I don't her know. name? What's her goddamn name? Who's the goop lady? Oh shit. Gwyneth Paltrow. Hmm. 
Yeah, normally, I don't follow her blog. No, normally she's full of shit. But she's got a, a cookbook, and uh-huh. it's here. So I'm like, if that one's here, then Sammy Hagar's cookbook is going next to it. And we'll alternate between our celebrity chefs. But this one came out of the Gwyneth Paltrow book. It was like a sriracha. It was like a sweet sriracha glazed salmon. Okay. With a, with a, a different, like a sesame oil thing on some asparagus and portobello mushrooms. I don't have the gift of describing food the way you do, but uh-huh. it turned out good. I love a portobello mushroom. Yeah, I don't mind it. One of those big old fucking shit goblins. <laughs> love them. Can't get enough of them. Put yeah. them on a panini press. It's a meaty mushroom. It's it's a, it's a decent meat substitute. Big old fat cap. Mm-hmm. Big old weird dick-looking mushroom. Mm-hmm. And it was good. Well, that's cool. And How'd that y'all cook the salmon? Pan fry it, bake it, in, it? She put it in that big skillet over there. Okay. Oh, yeah, the cast yeah, iron. Yeah, it gets that skin all crispy. Nice. It's good meals. Good home first home, home-cooked meal here. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's always an event. Yeah, we're, we're, good, we're being domestic. Good for you, and, buddy. Uh, but other than that, I did some shows. I uh, kind of sucked. Yeah, well, you, you had a shitty show last week. So what's going on, Kyle? I've just been having uh, shitty shows. Huh. Well, I'm sorry to hear Trying that. new bits. There you go. You know? Yeah. You know, people don't say, like, well, why don't you talk about the shows that you have in L.A.? Well, because I usually suck at them. Because you're working out new stuff. Yeah, this is, I, this is, you this, should be this commended for that. This city is the gymnasium. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be one of these hacks that uh, I used to go to open mics all the time, like in Atlanta, and guys I've known for years, like, at an open mic, uh, you just did a seven-year-old bit at an open mic. What? what why I are you doing that? It's like, what do people need out of it? Like, mm-hmm. some people are just, like... Don't complain about not growing if that's what you do. Yeah. But some people, I think, they just need that adulation. Like, they go to the one open mic a week, and when they go there, they do their best material, and they get the laughs, and it makes them feel like, ah, I still got it. And then they can go about their day job (sighs) and the rest of their life until the next Thursday that Mm -hmm. they go and do the same thing. Yeah. But it's when people do that, and they're like, I can't believe I'm not getting booked anywhere. It's like, yeah, he's been doing the same shit. Yeah. Forever and ever. Like, Like, you cannot be afraid to fail. Exactly. And boy, have I been failing. Well, we've talked about that off the air, about the situation you're in as far as, you know, not to stroke your ego, but, you know. Nah, give it to me. But, but people, you know, even in town in L.A., when people see that Kyle Canaan's on a, on a local show or a free show, they, people, a lot of people will come out, that will entice people to come out. And yet you, you have that dilemma of like, hey, I appreciate y'all coming to see me, but I got to work out some new shit. It may not be that good. Yeah, there's some shows I'll promote them because I'm like, no, I got a set where I want it, and I'm going to do that set. Mm-hmm. And, I'll be, and I'll be like, also like, oh, this is good. Look at this show. It's a good mm-hmm. show. But you're no like, longer anonymous. I, you can, even if I suck at it. Yeah. You're no longer under the radar, and that's remember some, yeah, that's else, a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. It's I got to work. There's always work. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I don't, what did I do? I went. I just did bike rides and hikes, and I was trying to like sweat out a lot of booze. I drank a lot last week. Yeah. My friend had fourteen dollars worth of Arby's, just two sandwiches. Rachel said it smelled like dog food. She was not incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> After we filled this house with the with the with the fragrance of a meal cooked together, yeah, with kindness and joy. And oh, I, that's and fun! I, and then I just shit all over it by bringing Arby's in here the next night. Oh, you brought it home? Yeah. I okay. Had to take the lift through the drive-through. <laughs> so it was right next to. I was, when you're looking at the drive, when you like when the dining room's closed and you're just staring at it, you're like, I got to. Like a van cab. I mean, I mean, everybody's been there. I was a very apologetic the lift driver. Yeah. Throw him a fiver. Seven dollar right. ride. Throw him a fiver on top. Oh, of it look just at you going through the thing. Yeah, well, that's know, cool. Didn't offer him any. I didn't think. I didn't think he wanted any. Good times, but, uh, buddy. Yeah, I don't think. 
You went uh, you went uh, Jeep and... Oh, went a little off-road yesterday. Went Jeep and yesterday? Right before everything lit on fire. Hmm? Not far off from uh, one of these... Well, every, yeah, off there was a fire right off the 170. That stopped things up. There's still that one they put out. Oh, right, up in Santa small. Clarita? Well, this one was right off Sherman Way, like in Van Nuys or whatever. Really? And that was a small one. Then there's another one in Santa Clarita, Clarita which wasn't going on when I went out there and driving back. It's amazing how quick you could see... Wildfire start yeah. from Los Angeles. Remember last year we were at Rachel's pool at her old place, her old apartment. Like, you see a little trickle of smoke in the distance. You're like, ooh, that doesn't look good. And it's like super hot. And then all of a sudden you just like, see it getting darker smoke yeah. and wider smoke. Yeah. And then it's the whole sky. And, it's and you on. just watch that for just an hour and a half and wow. you realize how intense that spreads. Yeah. And that was out not far from where somebody thinks there's an underground tunnel. Huh. Nice transition. Bringing it in. Nice transition, buddy. Yeah. Well, last week we talked about dumbs, which mm-hmm. I think is just someone testing conspiracy theorists. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see if they believe it. It's called, uh, it's called dipshits. It's deep, inner space, uh, patriarchal, uh, subhuman, uh, interstellar uh, terrestrials. <laughs> Rewind that because that made total sense, and it does come out the dipshits. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta do that. I gotta do that setless show more often. Anyway, now that Dave, Dave brought the whiskey back, we have a listener who said, "If you're recording today, if you're recording an episode today, Dylan W on Twitter. If you're recording an episode of Boogie Monster today, drink heavily." And uh, so we are. That's just that's just how easy. It is. As uh, Dylan W. serendipitously tweeted at us 13 minutes. Oh, what, shit. What'd you do, Dave? I'm okay. Did you, did you move an ice tray that's filled with water instead of ice? Yeah. All right. I'm all right. Did you get water all over the freezer, no. Dave? No, it's okay. Do I need to pause the thing? No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't like, like, with how. What? He seemed panicked. No, I just, I almost dropped a bunch of your ve- frozen vegetables. Oh, that's okay. Those are in bags. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Got Dave's dirty van hands all over some ice cubes. Oh, my hands are clean. Sure they are. Mm-hmm. Says the guy with no plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a bucket of Purell. I just dip them in. I do. Like a, like a boxer with uh, glue hands and, and glass. <laughs> Like a street fighter, but it's just Purell. Oh God, that's funny. Uh, All right, are we are we trying to get into it right now? I mean, we're at the half hour mark. Okay, well, I'll save some of my other stories for next. Oh, you week. got more stories? You got want to talk k- about more stories? Got all kinds of stories. I mean, I saw I saw Bill Murray this week. We can talk about that now, or we can save it. Maybe we got two parter. I saw Steve Earle. Yeah, alt country legend. I saw him in concert. That was wonderful. Went to Shake Shack. There's the Fargo finale. This is all next week's stuff. Well, you're right. Okay, yeah. but we might just talk about it. Maybe we do a two-parter. Well, this is part two, technically. Three-parter. Mm. Well, no. Let's be honest. This has just been one <laughs> podcast in the 48 parts. <laughs> yeah, we can we can have a new topic next That's week. That's the conspiracy some of this... theory is that all of these podcasts link together somehow. <laughs> somehow. Uh, true. <laughs> no, I'll save that for next week. Let's let yeah. Let's get Let's into this. Right. And, oh, and a shout out to uh, everybody who set up the Reddit. Yes, sub. Ah, boy, really, the Reddit sub. I really need to know how Reddit works. The subreddit. Open my mouth about it. 
I don't know anything about Reddit. But somebody did it, and then they can talk, and then they're going to talk about. Ooh, I just made the connection. Does Reddit mean like, hey, I, I read it somewhere? Is that was that the play on words Pretty there? Much. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm guessing. I'm a quick one. We've got uh, well, there's two of them on there. Ooh, there's the Boogie Monster, and then there's just Boogie Monster. So they might have to uh, uh, combine forces. One has 83 subscribers, community for seven months. Or just, you know what, fight each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. We could show down that one. But maybe we'll, maybe we'll jump in on this occasionally. It looks like your Alfredo sauce recipe is up there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, and big shout-out to anybody who's uh, written iTunes reviews. We big appreciate that. shout-out to anybody. Those are starting to uh, pile up, and we appreciate that. I did read. I don't get on there a lot, but every now and then I'll get on the iTunes reviews. And it uh, looks like we got one last week that was a negative review. Oh, really? The, the, the title was meh. Okay. <laughs> I'll accept that. Oh, yeah. That's- Whatever. That's fine. There's plenty of other podcasts for, no, for you to and, listen to. No, and no, that's why reviews exist. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, like, to review, like, you didn't like it for, like, I've got no problem with that. No. Went on there. Yeah. You did it. You're participating in the world. Yeah. We cannot accept only positive reviews. Yeah. We're not, like, a Yelp scam. Mm-hmm. Take the good warts and all out there. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, last week we were talking about kind of several topics, talking about... Jade Helm, talking about underground tunnels, talking about Walmart's involvement, and it kind of all kind of funneled into the, the, the broader topic of martial law. So I've, I've been very interested in martial law ever since, uh, for some Jumped reason. out of your van with a baseball bat? Yeah, well, yeah. your underwear to beat yeah. the shit out of <laughs> But, uh, and, and we try to stay away from politics on this, but uh, ever since Trump got in office, I've been uh, interested in martial law and just the overall collapse of American yeah. society. I love how often people are like, I'm surprised it's such a libtardy podcast. Yeah, we're like, real libtardy. Because I think this, the fucking titles are like, file the conspiracies. These guys know what's up. Like, wait a minute. Uh, they're not, uh, they're anti-Trump and are okay with uh, homos. Oh, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay with homos. Yeah. Uh, that's me. That's being a character. Yes. Is what yes, they yes. would say. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, 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 you know what? I don't think it's like that kind of good. It's, it's, I think it's more the libertarians that want to go down the conspiracy <coughs> theory route and mm-hmm. then get upset that you're like, yeah, give your leftovers to homeless people. Mm-hmm. Look, and I burned, fought for these leftovers. My fucking grandfather uh, stormed the beaches of Normandy so I could throw my leftovers into trash. Fuck these freeloaders. Well, maybe it's me being uninformed or just plain naive, but uh, I, I'm always uh, like I've always been interested in conspiracies and supernatural stuff and paranormal stuff, and yeah. I forget that sometimes there's a political agenda to some of it. Yeah, because I never go into it with a political agenda. But like even right now, like or for example, martial law and Jade Helmet stuff that. If if we're talking too much about it, then people would say that we, we might be right leaning, because yeah. some some of these conspiracies are are right leaning. But I'm like I'm not right leaning. I'm just interested in this weird thing. Well, I think it's I think it's, is it more because it's big government like government's trying to cover up the aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, right leaning people are like want less government. Yeah, it's, it's the government doing it. So it's always like pointing fingers at the big government mm-hmm. covering things up. Yeah, but now with you know underground military bases. 
and Jade Helm. That is the go- that's big government right there. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, that's like a military occupation of your town for pra- practice. Oh boy, <laughs> it is it. Well, martial law in uh, the theory, the concept mm-hmm. of it, uh, it definitely scares me because I think ever since I saw as a as a young child, I saw the movie um, uh, Red Dawn. Even though that wasn't our own government, that was Russia coming in and occupying the streets of America. I still, uh, even as a kid, I was punching holes in that movie. Oh, really? Oh, man! When they're all in class, and then and then that back wall is just a bunch of windows, and you see the Russian paratrooping in. It was in. scary. Oh man! That, but that even freaked as, me out. as a kid, I was, like, and I know Powers Booth, like the crash where he played the crashed pilot, mm-hmm. gave some shit example. But, like, it was Colorado. Yeah. They invaded the absolute middle of America. Uh-huh. Maybe that was their, their, their point, their how? intention. What do you mean, how? To invade a country. Oh, oh, I got you. They got through the East Coast. They got over Canada. Well, they... Or they got through Mexico. Or, no, because it, it was the Cubans. Uh-huh. Came in. And before anything else... There were still kids in class, and all Cuba is got the Colorado. <laughs> like I'm no general, but logistically that movie was way off. Well, well, the good film. Yeah, but that was the big major. As a kid, I was like, "Fucking come on!" Well, via the air, I could buy it, but yeah, there were still a lot of ground troops, military might, and an advanced warning system. Mm-hmm. And the and the height, well, not the height, but it, mm-hmm. still, that was part. Was that part of the Cold War? They consider eighties part of the Cold War. Yeah, and the uh, missile crisis was over, but it was still U.S. versus Russia, no yep. arms race. Yeah, all the way up to Rocky Four. Rocky Four was the end of the Cold War. If <laughs> <laughs> I could change, that was and he could change. <laughs> we all could change. <laughs> that, historically, that is what both governments agreed that the Cold War was over. Was when Rocky Four came out. Thank you, Sylvester Stallone, for saving America. I think that combined with Ruskies. I think there was a whole, there was a lot of, uh, so Hollywood saved America, yeah. all right? So yeah. shit on us all you want, but Hollywood <laughs> saved America. Oh, my God. Okay, let's focus. Well, that's not what we're about. <laughs> well, let me just go over <laughs> some bullet gets, points here. It's the whole point of the podcast. Let me go over some bullet points. Right. Uh, you Do you have some, some dumb info? I mean, the joke is right there. Before you get into your yeah, do you deep know chickens lay an egg every day. I did not know that. There you go, pretty dumb. Info. I did know that ducks do everything out of one hole, and that's disgusting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, ducks uh, just every—they just got one hole, and the the pee, the poo, the sex, the egg, everything one one hole. What about the male ducks with the corkscrew dicks? Yeah, I don't know about that, but I have seen those corkscrew dicks, and those are weird. Anyway, <laughs> I've seen those corkscrew. Oh boy, if I had a nickel, um, let's talk about. <laughs> That's all they charge to look at their dicks. <laughs> let's talk about martial law real quick. All right, uh, last last week we kind of just had kind of a vague overview of what was going on with martial law. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the actual steps. If martial law were put into play, uh, these are a few of the of the of um, their agenda and the actual logistics mm-hmm. and the ABCs of it. All right. The, the overall thing with martial law, martial law itself, uh, oh, man, I wrote this down and now I can't find it. Uh, I mean, just 
you should probably already know the definition, but if you don't, the simple definition is when the military assumes the responsibility of governance. Mm -hmm. Governance. Uh, that's a fun word to say. Uh, whiskey's working. Uh, yeah. But simply put, when the mili military takes control of the uh, of the uh, judicial, not judicial branch, executive branch, I don't know. I don't know well, the, uh, the executive branch, I mean. Boy, we really got ourselves into it here. When the military starts enforcing day-to-day -day law, yeah, that is essentially what martial law is. Now, what does that mean? Like, what happens? Okay, and we can talk about this too in a minute about examples of when this has happened before, mm -hmm. not just in a, in America, but a, a, on a global scale. But hypothetically, if if tomorrow we woke up and we were under martial law, what does that mean? Well, the first the first step is basically the military. And the government controlling the population. Yeah. The first purpose of martial law is to place the entire population under strict control. And uh, if we can be uh, cowed into obeying and don't rebel, they will rapidly continue their more extreme measures. I'm reading this from a website. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that leads into all critical resources will be confiscated and or controlled. So, like, all of our resources will be – taken away from us and taken out of our hands, taking full control over the distribution of food, supply, water, gasoline, electricity. Yeah. It, 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 once the government and the military has control of all that, we're basically forced to comply. Dependence upon the government will be encouraged. Being self-reliant by hoarding or growing food will be illegal, subject to confiscation, and uh, fresh water will be drugged. Some people think that uh, oh, that, that will be a that'll be a tactic. Uh, yeah, they will drug our fresh water. A recent exam. I mean, it's kind of like I don't I don't know if it was official in Katrina, but like after Katrina, mm -hmm. where the government's like, all right, or like the military's coming, like this is how things are going to be done. Local yeah. law enforcement doesn't have the capabilities, you know. Local government like this. No, the military's in here to mm -hmm. ensure law and order amongst the chaos. Yeah. And that's that's the the trick or the guise of we're here to ensure law and order. Uh, a lot of times, martial law has been put into play under the guise of like a, a national emergency, yeah, yeah, or you know a natural emergency, you know, such as Katrina. Yeah, after uh, examples that uh, Wikipedia provides in the United States, uh, some are like uh, Hawaii during World War II. Mm -hmm. You know, all right, well, this is where we're attacked. Now this is our, you know, main tactical location. So, sorry, government's taking this. Mm -hmm. We're in charge of it. Like, military's taking, military's in charge of it. Uh, San Francisco, 1934. Uh, the docks of San Francisco under martial law because of the dock workers' strike. So people strike and everything. Like, all right, so we need military to come in and handle things. Mm-hmm. I did not. It was not martial law, but like I lived in a floodplain, had like a lot of flooding in the eighties. Where in you just Chicago, like, yeah, you saw like the the. I don't know if it was FEMA at the time, but we didn't we, we didn't have a national guard out for it. Mm -hmm. It was just weird when you see like, oh, it's not the police in charge anymore. It's more of like the FEMA type things coming in. Like we handle. It. That's why FEMA's always suspicious. Yeah, like if both. It was, it was at Stanford Federal Emergency Management Association. Is that it? No, I don't. No idea. That's I just a good one. Pulled that out of my ass. That's a good one. You're right. Uh, emergency. And what a weird. We just manage emergencies. Like, yeah. Well, what are the police mm -hmm. and 
the fire department and the National Guard and everything else for, but like, well, we handle emergencies. Mm-hmm. Like, what a weird, like, what, a, like, what a convenient kind of uh, non-specific blanket mm-hmm. agency. Which yeah. is why they always get up pretty suspicious of FEMA being like yeah. the real secret. Wasn't that like the X Files one was FEMA? Was there? Yeah. Um, but like that equivalent where they're just parked out there and that's it, you know. We didn't have curfew. Sean Patton has a great story about living in Katrina and getting arrested. Right. Just out, just out of porch. Somebody's house. And like, nope, you're out after curfew. He and, got arrested? And, yeah. Getting rounded up and brought to the... Wow. I don't know if they got brought to a hotel or if they got brought to the... the what's the dome down there? Uh, the Superdome. The Superdome. New Orleans. The, That's yeah. where every, they stationed everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all kinds of crazy about, shit. Yeah, like getting arrested. It's like, nope, you're out. Like, but then the feeling of like, wait, but this is... Friend's house, I'm not breaking any. Yeah, you're not breaking any laws, but you're breaking the laws. You're breaking martial law now. Wow. So that was the eerie feeling. And it's like no questions asked. Like we don't have time. There's no fucking around the mill. That's why I think people get scared. We don't have time. Military's here. Curfew. I don't give a shit about the other laws or your rights. Mm-hmm. This is the law now. And yeah. That's why it's a scary thing. Like, just like here's all the new laws mm-hmm. for this situation. So I see what that's. Well, you you mentioned uh, the National Guard. I've always associated the National Guard is like with martial law because, and I may be incorrect here, but I've always thought of the National Guard as being kind of a domestic form of the military, where they handle domestic stuff. For yeah. example, the L.A. riots, yeah. the National Guard came in. You know, the local police, the local agencies, they were overpowered. So. George Bush Sr. called in the National Guard. Intermilitary mm-hmm. action. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. There's just something always been interesting and ominous about our own military, our own government, mm-hmm. occupying our own streets and our own land. Like, okay, you guys have effed up so much that now we got to come in and take over. And is it that you got – in this situation, is it you guys effed up or, uh-oh, we might lose control here? That's like, probably what that, it is. Is that the government's own security agency? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. FEMA – oh, FEMA's a more palatable version of National Guard. National Guard is just like FEMA with guns maybe. Well, FEMA sounds more bureaucratic yeah, yeah. and less threatening. Sound like they're helping. Mm-hmm. Whereas the National Guard, you know, people associate that with helmets and guns. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, oh, that's like, yeah, yeah, it's the government's security agency to mm-hmm. maintain that government remains in, in 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 charge. Another aspect that might be put into play if we were under martial law would be a national ID or a surgically implanted biometric ID chip. We talked about this on a previous episode, the uh, RFID, the uh, radio frequency identification. Everybody's already volunteering for that by having a Facebook account. (laughs) True. Uh, We'll just log in with Facebook. But a national ID might be mandatory under martial law, and by tracking the population, it would become uh, more difficult to rebel or escape. Mark Zuckerberg is going to be put into power. Mm-hmm. He's going to be elected as president. He's already making the tour now, mm-hmm. and he's already going to be—he's already in charge of the one of the greatest documenting agencies in the world, which is Facebook, which we've all, we've all volunteered for because mm-hmm. it came with benefits. The DMV came with a social component, yeah, 
everybody would be like, ah, fuck, go to the DMV. Yeah. Meet your friends. Go to the DMV website. Register everything through that. Let everybody know what you're doing through the DMV website. Speaking of surgically implanted ID, I saw a commercial the other day um, about a new – I don't know if it's new. It's new to me. Have you seen this commercial or aware of this new form of birth control where the ladies implant a little – it's a little – not a chip, but like a little – it's like a little straw, like a half an inch yeah. long, and it's just this little piece of plastic, yeah. and they implant it in their upper arm. Have you seen this? What? Well, that's I, don't just, I don't know what it's stopping up there. Exactly. That was my first thought. Like, that's not where the, the funny business happens. I mean, that might be for a fetish. I don't know. Like, well, sure, what is it? Just, like, just admits birth it's, it's like I that. guess it puts it into your system somehow. Like but, a patch or something. Yeah, it's like the patch, but yeah. they, they actually surgically implant yeah. it. And I don't, I'm not surgically implanting anything in my body. Well, well, that's a whole other episode. But. Yeah, I mean, we'll wait till you need a pacemaker after these recipes that you keep offering. <laughs> wait, wait till your ninth trip to. I was about to make an Adam and Eve joke, but that's even better. <laughs> yeah, I'm not implanting anything in my body. I can't believe my heart stopped. No, but that just seems suspicious. You know, for birth control. Yeah. No, I mean, you stick stuff other way to stop things for babies. Why not? Yeah. I could see it. I mean, if you wear the patch, it feels like the same thing as a patch. Just... But the patch you can take off, correct? Well, that's what I mean. This is so you don't have to worry about losing it. Hmm. That's what they want I, you to anything think. Anything that's going to stop population growth. Well, true. I, I would support. True. And Well, let, let me rephrase that. Not anything that would stop population growth. That is, That statement can be taken out of context. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Mm. Ugh, devil's cut. What else would happen under martial law, Kyle? All forms of money will be tightly regulated and controlled. Bank accounts and retirement funds will be stolen. Gold will be confiscated. What website is this? Uh, this is uh, FreshLightSource.com. All right. I think it's... Uh, <clears throat> I think it's a right-leaning. I think it's a reactionary one. Uh, Bank accounts will be stolen. Well, yeah, this isn't uh, isn't of the official of what martial law. Bartering will become illegal. Only state-approved and recorded financial transactions will be allowed. Anything done under the table will be harshly punishable with strict penalties. So this is this is written from someone who thinks that martial law will be imposed because they're afraid of the society operating on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of it is like, yeah, bartering won't be allowed. Well, that's not allowed now anyway because you can't tax it. Not that it's not allowed, but... That's a good question. Is somebody, bartering illegal? But no, I mean, I think if somebody finds out... Well, no, I don't I don't think it's illegal, but there's definitely... You're not supposed to get paid under the table. That's illegal. Hmm. And that's basically bartering. Because when I worked in radio for many years, yeah. we bartering was a huge thing. We would barter, meaning like uh, we would give a company free advertisement in exchange for their free services or goods. We like yeah. so much stuff was operated off of bartering. Officially, like that was okay. As far as I knew, yeah. I think it was just well. I guess you know we, that's what we don't understand because like if you want. Like, if you want to pay somebody in food and shelter to mm-hmm. work for you, I, I think it's like a worker's rights thing. Hmm. But if the worker just wants food and shelter to work for you, I don't know. I never thought about that part about 
But yeah. But if it's your if you're doing something that exchanges money and the money's not being taxed, that's when the government's gonna be like, Oh, you can't do that. Yeah. That's a pizza place I used to work at. <laughs> My boss was the he was the only name. He was listed as the only employee. I'm like, so if you get audited, you have to convince <laughs> fucking the federal income the, the, the tax people that yeah god damn it what's the IRS the guy. IRS that's the that's the Jesus Christ <laughs> brains that like if the IRS comes out I'd be like yep nope that's me I uh, come in I make the pizza I get deliver- my car I drive it I come back I answer the phone I make another pizza I go out there and drive around it's all me baby I'm in here doing it Doing the books in between making pizzas, delivering the pizzas. That's funny. Like, they must think you're the hardest working man in the world. Oh, it's man. Like I'm the only one. I, you can put one other person on the fucking thing. Not even one other employee. Oh, like, my God. You can't even make it believable. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we always got a kick out of that. Every time, like, you got to do this. What are you talking about, man? I don't work here. Only you work here. Yeah. You clean it. <laughs> I'm not an employee. I'm not on the books. <laughs> did you have some? Um, do you have that list of dumbs? I mean, I got the list of when martial law happens. Well, all right, let's talk about that. United let's talk States. about some more examples of when martial law happened. Because that's interesting. A lot of times it happens and, you know, it doesn't even make the news. Like, it doesn't even make the history books. It doesn't make the news. It's all kind of uh, Boston. It happened in Boston. It happened in the South back around the Civil War. I'm trying to find my notes here. Well, I have one of the United States examples. All but right. these are only the official ones. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're doing it right now, I think, in Turkey. Turkey's going through their own, th- or not Turkey, the Philippines. Oh yeah, yeah, Philippines. Psycho mm-hmm. Duarte. What's Duarte. Just what is he? Just mass murdering mm-hmm. drug addicts. But Turkey also recently, uh, I think recently, has has experienced it. But uh, what's some more examples of when it's happened uh, in America? Uh, as a result of the Boston Tea Party, mm-hmm. uh, they passed the Massachusetts Government Act, one of the intolerable acts which suppressed town meetings and assemblies and imposed appointed government. Tantamount to martial law. I think tantamount means before. The intolerable acts were American patriots from the punitive laws. Oh, so that was British Parliament, like punishing. I mean, that. I mean, that's you look at what a revolution is, and that's why martial law. I mean, that's you know, suppress a revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, all oh, these people are acting on their own. Better stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's looking the guys of safety, like. Katrina. Mm-hmm. It was chaos. People were looting everything, tearing the city apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why? Oh, maybe because the government didn't take care of the city in the first fucking place. Yeah. So what begets what in that situation? Like, oh, look at you looting your own city. Well, if the government would have taken care of the city the way they're supposed to, none of this would have happened. True. So. Did you ever see that documentary, the Spike Lee documentary about Katrina? No. It was good. Yeah. It was real good. Like, it really, it really uh, shined a light on. How the government dropped the ball on Katrina. I mean, ugh. Well, Kanye said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Mm -hmm. Remember that one? Doing a hell of a job, Brownie. That was was an intense time. Mm -hmm. 
remember trying. I remember like I bought a jean jacket online, and it was in Florida. And it wasn't coming in, so I'm like, I remember calling like, "Hey, man, I ordered this like three weeks ago." He's like, "Yeah, dude, um, uh, we're kind of underwater right now, so yeah, let me uh, like try and get your shit out right away." But we're kind of dealing with a crisis. I was like, "Oh, that Florida's part of okay, yeah, yeah. Very, very sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm a dumb man that did not. Yes, Florida also <laughs> part of this. Yes." That's uh, I believe that's first. That's when ga- uh, gas first hit three dollars a gallon. Was right during Katrina. I was doing landscaping. I had a landscaping company at the time, and uh, my selfish ass was just like, "Oh man, gas is skyrocketing now." So yeah, people are dying. Did it make and, its way up to where you were in Georgia? Did a lot of the weather? Um, no, the any, weather didn't you get affect a hurricane. Us. No. Gale force winds? No. I mean, there are parts of Georgia that are coastal. Savannah's on the coast of Georgia, but where I, it, Atlanta's 300 miles inland. So, uh. Well, I don't know how far stuff goes. You're about a hurricane. You're like, ah, oh, it's got everything. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think we probably had bad weather due to hurricanes, but we never, I don't think that far inland we ever experienced an actual hurricane. I don't know how weather works. Nah, me neither. Meteorologist. No. We always we had tornadoes was ours. Hmm. Was that? I didn't know they even had tornadoes in in Illinois. I oh that yeah, was more of a Great Plains thing. We're well, part of the Great Plains. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, Illinois. Great Plains and Midwest they overlap. Yeah, it's all the same thing. Oh, it's the same thing. Okay. I was always, uh, as a child, I was always confused with the concept of the Midwest because technically, geographically. There's nothing west about it. I think it was uh, west. You know, it was the first west that we had as Americans. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you just had the coast, and then you went westward. Yeah, and so that makes at sense. one point, Indiana was the west. Mm-hmm. Then Illinois was the west. Then Iowa was the west. Ah, until you finally got to the ocean, and you're like, oh, this is the west. <laughs> oh boy, we've been naming shit the west for way too long. <laughs> but yeah, we, it was always uh, we'd always see tornadoes. My mom would freak out. It was funny. We'd always, we had an outdoor cat, and they would always touch down like one town away. We were close enough to the lake and the tall buildings of Chicago itself mm-hmm. that it couldn't, like the weather would never form to create a funnel cloud where we were, but mm-hmm. we were like five miles away from where tornadoes once in a while would, you'd see the funnel cloud, mm-hmm. and then 15 miles away is where they would touch down and fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. But I remember you like see the clouds <clears throat> be like green, and if you saw debris flying very high up in the sky, because I remember being out one day. And my mom like that's it's debris. It's mm-hmm. to get the cat, and it's just yeah. blowing. You're looking for the fucking cat. Get in the basement, and we're just sitting down there like and jack shits happening outside because there's this weird calm. So yeah, like, yeah, that calm before the storm is that's some right. real stuff. Oh, that is that, that that is an eerie one. Yes, where it's just quiet and the sky is like a windy, color yeah, that you've never seen crazy. Yeah, and then this green yellow this real like, yeah. like sickly looking color yeah. in the sky greenish yellow like wow that's abnormal tornadoes used to always scare me because uh, by association um, my dad my dad big was wizard, always big wizard of oz fan <laughs> my dad was like i guess you know when you're a kid you, everybody has this image of their dad but my dad was a was a manly man yeah. he was in the army you know, he wasn't a big bully, tough guy, but like my dad was a no shit type of dude, mm-hmm. and he had a rough life. My dad uh, was an orphan as a child, like yeah. had a rough life, but like I never saw my dad uh, scared or panicked or concerned, uh, yeah. other than when maybe a tornado was coming. 
Really? Yeah. The only time I ever saw my dad uh, display any type of fear was with was weather related. Oh, so really? by so that, like that's God versus man. Exactly. You no control over that. So like as a little kid, you're like, oh, you know, as long as dad's okay, I know that we're we're gonna be okay. But when yeah. you would see when occasionally I would see dad worried or. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! If Dad's panicked, then, yeah. then something's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the only thing that my dad <laughs> technically was ever fearful of was tornadoes and weather. Because that's yeah, you're just like, well, I got, I can't do anything. No, no, you can't do anything. The only time I ever saw my dad forget, my dad would never. Uh, he's got a fear of heights. That's really? The only thing I uh, yeah, like that. But, but like, flew airplanes. Was a pilot. What the? But because that's you're in control of a craft. It's not like just being on a ledge looking down. You're in control. Of a, I, I but can't. still, you're in that element. I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, I can't explain it. So your dad was a pilot. Yeah, yeah. I always thought this whole time your dad was an airplane mechanic. For, for he worked for the airlines. Yeah, and uh-huh. was a mechanic. But no, just but he was uh, also privately. We just had a plane. Okay, had one of the, like my mom talked about. Yeah, what a thing. Father who took me up on his plane. There's one of these things with the cloth walls and the planes. Like she's like, never again. This is an airplane. It's a piece of shit. Because he built a plane in his garage. No, he there was that was a long story. Oh. I was going to build a. That was a summer of broken dreams. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to build a plane. I'm like, awesome. And then all his lumber showed up. And I'm like, how are you going to build a plane? He's like, I had to build a trailer first. I'm like, smart. You're smart. And all that wood just sat there all summer. I'm like, are you going to build? This? He was going to build a seaplane too. I'm like, not even just a plane. I'm like, I don't want. And then the lumber was there. Maybe he was just lying to me. I don't know. <laughs> but then, like, he didn't do anything. I'm like, can I build a skateboard ramp? He's like, yeah, I don't care. And I just used the wood to make a shitty ramp. <laughs> but it was just weird. And then I couldn't skateboard. He didn't have a plane. It was just nobody's dreams were coming true in that household for a while. <sighs> but uh, was with the Grand Canyon. I was 18 years old. We're in the road trip. 18 years old. Uh-huh. It was funny. It was the same thing. Like, we're sitting there. Remember, he was listing off. Like, it was this, like, this bonding road trip. And he's talking about, like, yeah, Three fifty-seven Chevys. One of them got stolen at a Mustang Fastback. And a couple Harleys. Was racing motorcycles for a bit. Had an airplane. I was like, "Man, what happened?" It's like you. It's like, oh God, that has been so definitive in my life. But then that, that trip where the Grand Canyon and afraid of heights. Uh huh. And so we're like walking the ledge, and we're like twenty feet. From it, and there's kids still running around by it, looking over the edge, and I'm about to walk towards it. My dad's like, "No, no!" Like putting his arm on me, like, "Oh, wow!" Like I'm like, I can go look. He's like, oh, "All right, just be careful." But like seeing him, like, I can't. No, I can't do this. I can't like be any. I can't look over the. I can look out at the canyon, but I can't get anywhere near. Like he was standing back, like, "Come on, look at this." He's like, "Nope." But that wasn't like a fear of like that's like that's like. Uh, that's a phobia, uh-huh. not a fear of like, yeah. oh shit, something's happening. Yeah, weather. That's what's weird about LA. Like, yeah, it's the earthquake thing. Yeah, and that's when and there's the, no warning. Yeah, unlike a tornado and or a hurricane. You sit with an earthquake, like, like when you sit and I've never, like, I haven't been in one that's really caused any damage. Uh-huh. But the thing is, when you feel it happening. You just don't know if that's the very beginning of it because it starts slow and you see things in your house moving like. This is an earthquake, and then if it's more than three seconds, that's when you're like, is this the one that destroys the world wow. that I live in? So that's the, it's the psychological ramifications. Yeah, right? and we're due for another big one. Somebody explain that the way we're due, it's like, yeah, because it's been uh, uh, X amount of years. But it's, it's the same way, like, the way they explain it's like, yeah, well, the time frame that we're due in mm-hmm. – is a 300-year gap right now. True. 
because it's been it's it's not like we're due for one on July twenty seventh, yeah. twenty seventeen. It's like no, we're due for one in this century, mm-hmm. which is still creepy because yeah. I think I might live for a while in it. My first L.A. or in general earthquake uh, a couple of years ago, or about a year and a half ago, we had a decent one here, and uh, my first reaction it was about 11 o'clock at night and it's when i had my own spot over there yeah. and uh my my reaction was like what are those assholes upstairs doing oh yeah if you're in an apartment <laughs> you never know it's an earthquake i thought it was somebody jumping up and down yeah you know like you, uh, in your apartment you never realize you're like these fucking dickheads i remember the one time i had one and it was in i, I don't know if i talked about it, it as my old apartment and I just got back from a bike ride, mm-hmm. and like I want to think I'm a survivor, mm-hmm. and I want to think like I've got the kit and everything. I thought you were the one who was over there one day. I'm like, yeah, I got an earthquake kit. You're like, let me see it, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's that's the first clue that I'm not going to be a survivor. I can't find. I was in one better apartment. I couldn't find a goddamn earthquake kit. But I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? So I was like, right when it stopped, I was halfway out the door in my underpants, holding my wallet. Like that's what I thought. Well, I'm going to need my wallet. You know what? You know what's going to work in the post-apocalyptic, uh, post-earthquake scenario in Los Angeles is my debit card. <laughs> so, oh man, maybe I just go out. With that. I got a whole theory about the doomsday, which is maybe what we got to get into. Maybe martial law will lead into that. Maybe so. But yeah, I mean, there's still so much to cover, but we can wrap it up. Um, martial law, man. Two-parter, three-parter. Eh. Part 58 of the Boogie Monster there's, epic There's still a lot line. to cover. but We're going to have one more uh, episode than Star Wars. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll put this one to rest at All least right. for, for this week. Comic of the Weeks. Comic of the Week. Who'd you want to do this week? You had do, a great do, suggestion. I want to do Lizzie Cooperman. Man, I love Lizzie Cooperman. She I, is so damn funny. I hadn't seen her in a while. I did a show with her last night, and I forget how uh, enjoyable Lizzie Cooperman is. I don't know... That she has an album or any available content, but I'm sure she's got some stuff on YouTube. But uh, as it sounds like it, spelled like it sounds, Lizzie Cooperman, just one of those. She's the perfect mix of like uh, a comic and an improviser and an actress. Like she's she's the total package. Well, she's a fucking weirdo, mm-hmm. and I mean that in a like in, in, a, in the most complimentary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to follow her last night, and she brings a keyboard on stage, mm-hmm. and she uses it for nothing other than punctuation. Yep. And then she made members of the audience play Truth or Dare, and it was, and it's just like, it's just fun. It's yeah. Just, uh, like, uh, yeah, we're, we're running out of adjectives to describe comics, but uh-huh. if you've gone and explored the comics that we have recommended, somebody asks, is there a list anywhere? We don't have a... Com- um, a compiled list of everybody we've recommended. I'll do it, and we'll put it on our and, Facebook page. We have a greatest hits podcast, mm-hmm. which uh, we'll put out, and then it'll be about uh, twelve minutes long, <laughs> with twelve minutes of actual coherent thought, uh, and then just a list of all the. But yeah, I can't speak highly enough of Lizzie Cooperman. I mean, she's just yeah. and just one of those one of those comics. that's like just oh, you're this is just at your core, like. You're just instinctually hilarious. Not, oh, that person got good. They did comedy long enough to where they learned the tricks and got good at it. No, she's just one of those people that was just born funny. Yeah, she doesn't she tour much. I'm looking at, oh, she's going to be at Red Clay in September. Well, fucking A, we'll be she's there. Gonna be she's going to be at Red Clay. Should we make, go ahead and make that announcement, by the way? We can do that, right? 
Anybody in and around Atlanta, Red Clay Comedy Festival, this will be their third year. End of September. End of sept- last week into September, Kyle and I will be there. But also, we're going to be doing our first ever live, live Boogie Monster. Live Boogie Monster. I thought we were going to say it together. <laughs> so, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I thought it was going to be like big fun we both do a thing. <laughs> but yeah, so this, that'll be our first uh, ever live version of this dumbass podcast. Unless we do one beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a few months away. That's true. And well, then we, What if we break up like a band? That we <laughs> what if there's ever been a podcast that broke up like a band? Oh, get some CCR John Fogarty shit going on where oh. we're not allowed to do any of this. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't use the name. But no, that'll be fun. Uh, you're going to be doing some random sets. I'll be doing some sets, and we'll, then we'll do Boogie Monster together. But also, uh, my favorite band in the world, Drive-By <laughs> Truckers. Uh, they're not That's The Drive-By Truckers, per se, will not be a part of the festival, although they will be playing the Variety Playhouse that weekend, yeah. same venue you played in Atlanta. They're playing that place? Uh, they are playing what that are they, place. Uh, what are they, on the way out? Uh, but... Uh, uh, Patterson Hood yeah. will be will be a part of the Red Clay Comedy Festival. He's doing a uh, a solo performance as part of the festival. So. How is this bullshit going to work live? I don't know. Like, <laughs> no idea. Like, we're going to have to think about it before the hour before we record. Well, I think just what we've been doing here today. Just imagine to our left, well, my left and your right. There'll just be some people. Our gifted banter. Yeah. No, I think you face the audience when you do it. Oh, okay. Well, then that's going to change everything. Don't face them now. There's nothing over there. We're in my house. (laughs) The TV that Rachel has put a a fabric over to take away from the fact that there's a TV there. I was going to ask, what's going on there? What's the point of that? Uh, I think it's like hiding the eye of the beast. Cover it. I don't know. We got drunk. We'll maybe cover it completely. Hey, I'm, I'm going to guess that next week's mm-hmm. episode is going to be real drunk because I think we might record it right now. What's that? I don't what, know. what do you mean? Are we going to do two parts? Oh, you want to just keep going? I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. You got? You want? I got a recipe. I'm gonna for the first time ever. I'm going to recycle a recipe. You uh, can't do that. You no, know, I can do that. Because I'm too lazy to respond to a bunch of emails. <laughs> a lot of people have been emailing for some reason. Well, this is, you know what? It's going to go on a Reddit page is what's going to happen. So don't do it right now? Well, do it. I'll do it. Or go and interact with the people on the Reddit page. No, some of, my, some of my recipes are so good that or I Or if think, somebody's enough of a fan, uh-huh. go back and find it. And put it on the Reddit page. Well, people keep asking. That's the thing. People ask me, like, hey, what episode was limited, blah, blah, blah. Limited pressing. Let somebody bootleg it. Like, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is like Dead's grateful. grateful this, this, yeah, this is Dave Stone's Grateful Dead mashed potatoes. <laughs> so should I give this recipe or not? What's the recipe? It's, it's, it's People want my uh, smoked chicken wings. And we have done that, but it was a long time ago. It was early on, and I can't remember which episode. So why not just it was early on? Why not just the, shout when out the it good again? Recipes were coming out. Oh, were you just fucking farting off a ranch dressing? Episode? When the good recipes were coming out, <laughs> the recent ones are good. It's, oh, uh, uh, Dave's uh, homemade uh, f- uh, fucking fruity pebbles. So regular fruity pebbles, but then you cut uh, cut a banana up in it. What recipe recently <laughs> has not been up to your liking, Kyle? I don't know. I don't cook. I haven't made any of them. <laughs> it's going to make your fucking salmon and shut up. 
I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go for it. All right, real quick, real quick. This uh, is the Jerry Seinfeld's like for the last time tour for the chicken. Smoke wing. chicken wings. I know that I've given this out before, but I do not remember which episode, and I can't just go through and cipher through all the episodes and find which one. He so can't be bothered. A lot of people have been asking about it. Um, all right. First of all, let's talk about the rub. Make this first. Make the chicken rub. All right. We're going to do um, one part of the following. So I, instead of actual quantities, I'm going to just tell you one part, two part, five part. Uh, there's some one. And, and bah, 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 let bah. them do the math. Yeah. Let them do You've, the math. But the parts meaning, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a teaspoon or a cup, how much you ever want to make, just the ratios is what we're talking about. All right. One part cayenne pepper, one part onion powder, one part garlic powder. One part brown sugar, one part mustard powder, one part chili powder. So whatever you want to do, uh, all the same quantities of the chili powder, mustard powder, brown sugar, garlic powder, onion powder, cayenne. Uh, two parts black pepper. How much toenail dust? Yeah, a little bit of toenail dust. Two parts black pepper, two parts paprika, and then five parts kosher salt. So kosher salt, paprika, chili pepper. Pepper powder, uh, mustard powder, brown sugar, garlic powder, onion powder, cayenne, blah, blah. All right, so that's your rub. Get you a bunch of damn chicken wings. Just buy them from the store. Uh, don't do that frozen shit. Just get them fresh, and you can you can chop them up if you want or or not. You can separate the actual wing from the, the leg, uh, whatever you want to do there. Um, but just uh, – so get your, get your fresh, raw chicken parts, and then toss them in this chicken rub. Just uh, throw a big old hand. Throw your chicken wings in a, in a bowl or a big uh, casserole dish, and then just liberally. Uh, I always I always laugh when people when they use liberally in, in, in context of a, of a recipe. <laughs> there would be a joke there, but I'm not I quick enough to make, make it. it. <laughs> so liberally uh, apply. Open mindedly <laughs> apply. Open mindedly apply your your uh, chicken rub. Get out of your heteronormative mindset and apply the chicken rub. So uh, rub up, rub your chicken down with this rub, and then you you want to smoke them in a smoker over hickory wood for about three to four hours. Uh, and this will cook them. This will get them cooked about 85, 90% of the way. So, uh, just, and we've talked about that as far as a smoker. You can even, if you've just got a regular old dumb Weber grill, you can figure out how to make a, an offset smoker with that. But, um, charcoal and hickory wood chunks, uh, smoke that shit for about four or five hours. And then smoke the, the final part would be to deep fry them for about 30 to 60 seconds. That's, oh, that's, that's right. Smoked and deep. Yeah, then you smoke them most of the way and then finish it off with a little deep fry, a little flash fry action. That gets them all crispy. And then uh, I don't have time to go into the, the homemade ranch dressing. We've talked it's about in that. There. It's out there. Yeah, look at look up the homemade ranch dressing. You need, but, a, uh, you need a, not a cookbook, but a cook zine. Yeah, that's true. A little like black and white. ground, making the rounds. <laughs> but yeah, it all starts with this rub. So uh, just take your chicken and uh, rub that shit down and then uh, smoke them over hickory wood. And then uh, when I say smoke, you want to keep that temp around 225, 250 for about four hours. And then uh, flash fry them in uh, canola or vegetable oil at about 350 375 and uh boom you got some badass smoked chicken wings there hickory sounds like a like a like it would be in a baby name book hmm. it's my kid hickory that's a great name i'm gonna name my kid hickory well they're injecting birth control not gonna have any kids the boogie monster
Thank you.